0: Hello everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what he has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome to the Real People, Real God podcast. I'm Pastor Tim Howard, and I'm so happy to have you here with me as we continue this Bible study on the three baptisms. And um, just such exciting, exciting times we live in, exciting information we have here. Every time you open the scriptures, just something new comes to life. And uh, I hope that's the case with you. I hope you're enjoying this Bible study. Please, if you haven't go back to the first two episodes and, um, first two parts of this, and please listen to those in order. It'll really help understand. And there's a couple little disclaimers I put in the beginning. Um, but, uh, please do so. And as always read, uh, the information I give you, the scriptures read, ask, pray, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand, um, you know, let him teach you. Don't take my word as gospel for everything. Um, let him show you. Um, I'm, I'm just the, the door opener <laughs> and uh, let him show you what's going on. So, well, we talked about the first two baptisms in the last episode. We talked about the baptism. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. We talked about that. Um, and then we also talked about the disciples baptize us in water and what that means and why that's important. Now we're getting to the big one, and I say the big one because all of these have um, controversy with them, as m- uh, much of Scripture does, and all boils down to um, interpretation and how some believe, and as I said, I don't argue Scripture, so um, if you if you don't agree with what I'm saying scripturally, you know, that's fine, um, but that's between you and the Lord, not you and me. Um, so I'm going to share with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, uh, I want to start in Matthew chapter three and while you're turning there or clicking there, whatever you're doing to get there, um, I just want to say that, um, all of, all these baptisms I have experienced and, um, I have seen many other people experience them as well. And so, um, I'm not, not teaching you something that I have not encountered, um, uh, many times either through me or watching others. Um, and so, we believe God's word to be true, and I believe it is, but also when you have that encounter and you have that experience, it just adds that much more to um, to the authenticity of what's going on in your life. So um, anyway, Matthew chapter three, let's talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, Matthew chapter three, verse 11, Jesus says, or no, I'm sorry. Paul, uh, John the Baptist says this I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, so remember the first baptism we talked about? The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The next baptism we talked about is disciples, followers of Christ, baptize us in water. And then the third one we're talking about is Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. All right, so what does this mean? Some people believe that this happens at that's um, the point of salvation. Um, I do not see it that way in Scripture. I see this as being a separate event from um, the Holy Spirit baptizing us in Jesus. Uh, that you know that happens when we come to know Jesus. Um, and one of the probably, well, there's, there's a lot of references I could use here, but one of the references I, I think about is Jesus. When he was baptized, when John baptized him, um, you know, he immersed him in water. And when he come up out of the water, the Holy spirit, uh, came upon him like a dove. Um, and at that point he was baptized. He was immersed in the Holy spirit and he began to minister and to go out and to do what he was called to do. Um, so these three baptisms, um, are part of the promise that we talked about in episode one. Um, this is the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the baptism in and with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus directs us to be baptized in or with the Holy Spirit. He tells his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, so, uh, you know, when Jesus in John, I believe it is when Jesus um, comes after he was resurrected and he comes back to uh, visit, if you will, the disciples. Um, he tells them to uh, um, to go to Jerusalem and to wait to wait for the promise. And what is the promise? The promise is the Holy Spirit, because he talks about it previously in Scripture. Um, And so this is important to acknowledge, and this is important to realize, that this is something that Jesus himself said, and Jesus himself directed his disciples to do. Um, and so they were to go to Jerusalem and they were to go and and wait for this promise. Now I have, I'm pretty sure they didn't know how this was going to work or what this was going to look like, or maybe even what it truly meant. Um, but he told them to go wait. And then we know what happened the day of Pentecost. They were all in the upper room and they were all, um, you know, praying and, and really seeking the Lord and for this promise and just spending time probably talking about him and so on. And then, uh, all at once, the sound of a mighty rushing, mighty rushing wind came upon in the room. And then like, um, uh, like cloven tongues of fire, um, kind of rested upon each of them, whatever that might've looked like, I can only imagine. And they all were filled with the Holy spirit and they begin to speak other languages and begin to go out and do all kinds of miracles from raise the dead to, you know, heal the sick, to preach the gospel. So all kinds of things. So all of this was the, was that was the baptism in and with the Holy spirit. Um, so this is what he tells us to do. Um, You know, he's directing us to do this, but this is the part that many believers leave out simply because this is not something they've been taught or they're afraid of it, or it's not something they believe in because that's all Pentecostal, Holy Roller stuff. I'm here to tell you it's not. Um, Perhaps some might um, portray it that way, Um, but I do, uh, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit since I was seven years old. And, um, it's just, uh, just an amazing encounter and an amazing experience. Um, so some people might even say, well, that was just for the disciples. Only, only the ones that followed Jesus and the ones that were in the upper room could have the Holy Spirit like this. But that's not true either because in Acts chapter two verses 38 and 39, in the Peter's sermon, which I love, he says, um Peter says to them, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is to you and to your children and to all those afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So what he's saying here is if you um If the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus, in other words, if you come to believe as the Holy Spirit is present here right now, and you will be baptized into the name of Jesus, and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, at that point, now you are ready to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he says, for this promise, remember we talked about that promise at the beginning in episode one, plus we're talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit that was given to the disciples. Now, Peter is given to all these other believers. So that promise is transferable through Christ and through believers to others. Um, And so for this promise is to you and to your children and to all all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So you are called. To be baptized into Jesus, baptized into water, and baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what the calling is. You don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to go to heaven, I don't believe, but I don't even know why we would have that discussion. Because this is something that Jesus has for us. This is something that God has for us. It is part of his promise of preservation, promise of protection, promise of calling, promise of all those things um, that he has for us. It comes through Jesus. And here the Holy Spirit can can uh, uh, equip us to do those things. Um so you only need to be baptized into Jesus to have eternal life. But please don't take that as saying, okay, you're off the hook. Now you don't have to get water baptized. Now you don't have to be Holy Spirit baptized. Please don't take it that way because that's terrible. You should want everything that the Lord has for you. Um, so uh, Jesus tells us to be baptized into water and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So if are we disobeying God if we don't get baptized in water and the Holy Spirit? Um, well, you know what? I'm not going to answer that for you. I'm going to let, leave that answer up to you and the Holy Spirit. That's something that you need to ask him. I have no authority to let anybody off any hooks. Um, Let the Holy Spirit seek him on that, you know, let him give that answer to you. Um, But I will share a couple scriptures with you that um, may be helpful to you. Let me find them here. Isaiah 32 verses 14 through 15. It says, because the palaces will be forsaken, the bustling city will be deserted. The forts and towers will become uh, lairs forever. A joy of wild donkeys, a pasture of flocks. Listen to this part, folks. Until the spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. So in other words, Isaiah is saying, that the Holy Spirit, when he's poured out upon us, it will change. It will change the landscape because of the spirit in the people and the empowerment. Isaiah 44, verse 3. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. The Lord knows we need his spirit. Isaiah 44, 3. Oh, no, I just read that first uh, Corinthians 10 verses one and two. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our all of our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized in Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All right. Look at this. This is talking about three baptisms in first Corinthians chapter 10. He says, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, the, talking about the cloud, the presence of God all passed through the sea. There's the water baptism. Um, all were baptized into Moses. Moses is a likeness of Christ. He is not Jesus, but he's a likeness of him because he was their savior, so to speak from God used him to save them from Israel. Um, in the cloud and in the sea. The cloud, that's the presence of God. So that would be equivalent to like the Holy Spirit. And so here's the three baptisms right here talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 when we're talking about the Old Testament. Let's move on to Mark. Mark chapter one, verse eight. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That's uh, John the Baptist speaking. Um, uh John one thirty three. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus. So Jesus is the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So how does Jesus baptize us with the Holy Spirit? How does that even happen? Um, there again, there are some things we don't completely understand the logistics of, but we don't need to either because we know we have encountered him. Um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all three of these baptisms, when they happen, you know it, you know, they have, it's not just a incidental thing. You are aware and you are changed forever. Um, so, uh, these baptisms are are really, really important. Um, Jesus did not need to be baptized into himself um, because he is salvation. So that's a little deep. We don't really need to go too far down that. But my point is that Jesus received the baptism of the water in the water, and he also received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, he didn't uh, baptize, couldn't be baptized into himself because he is salvation. Um, so, and here's a good point. Here's a really good point. If Jesus received the Holy Spirit when he was water baptized, shouldn't we? If it was important for him to go out and to do his ministry, how about us, you know? So it's it's really, really important that we follow in his footsteps and we receive, be willing to receive the promises that he's given us. Um, so here's another question. This is a good one because I've had this one in the past and I've done some research and found some answers and I'll share that with you. So why, if Jesus received the Holy Spirit when he was water baptized. So essentially he received two baptisms almost at the same time. He received the baptism of the water and he received the baptism uh, in the Holy Spirit um, pretty much real close to the same time. Why don't we? Well, the answer is some do um, in the early church. And I mean, way in the early church, um, you know, in the 80, 100 and, you know, around that era, uh, there were a lot of people, when they were baptized, they were receiving the Holy Spirit. They were being filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time, some speaking in other languages and some, you know, it was it was quite the uh, uh, encounter. Um, it still happens sometimes, not much. One of the reasons for this could possibly be, and this is kind of interesting, um, some of this is because the reason that we don't see so many Holy Spirit baptisms when we see water baptisms first is because there's unbelief. There's some people that, you know, that's evil and no, we don't want anything to do with it. So there's unbelief. If you don't believe it, it's probably not going to happen to you. Um, but another part of it is has to do with the early church. Hillary of uh, Poitier Poitiers writing around 356 AD, also links the rite of initiation with an experience of the Holy Spirit and the um, charisms. After the water bath, which is the water baptism, the Holy Spirit rushes upon us from the gate of heaven that we might bathe in the anointing of the holy glory, and that too might become uh, sons of God through adoption spoken by the voice of the Father. Believers are given a share in diverse gifts and charisms, Um, and this is um, Hilary of uh, Poitiers in her commentary um, on uh, Matthew 2, uh, 6 and 15, 10. So there are a couple of reasons why people do not really receive the Holy Spirit when they are water baptized as Jesus did. Around the latter part of the second century, infant baptisms began by sprinkling water on the head of the child, and they called that baptism, although it was not the immersion that scripture talked about. This possibly, possibly started as an emergency baptism of sick children who were expected to die so they would go to heaven. So essentially, there were um, denominations that believed or um, beliefs in Christianity that they believed that you had to be baptized baptized to go to heaven, and so when a baby an infant was sick, which was kind of common back then because of uh, not having the metal, medical medical technology and stuff they do today. Um, so sometimes it was an emergency to baptize sick children, um, babies and children. So if, if they died, they, they would go to heaven. And so they would do that and they would sprinkle them and so on. Um, and so it became a normal practice for, for some beliefs in the Christian faith or some denominations, um, in order for a person to be baptized in the Holy spirit, you know, this is the problem with that child baptism, infant baptism, when. Uh, when the Holy Spirit, um, you know, uh, why doesn't the Holy Spirit uh, fill them when they are baptized in water? Well, in order to be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, an individual has to have their faculties and, and their understanding of communication and things to share the gospel. They have to Because that's the commissioning. That's what the Holy Spirit is about. It's in encouraging us and giving us boldness and um, the gifts of the Spirit to go out and to minister for Jesus. And so if you can't communicate or can't even walk, um, you know, this is not any good to anyone at this point. So... Um, it doesn't mean that people cannot still receive the Holy spirit when they are baptized because some still do indeed. Uh, but it just doesn't happen like it did in the early church, um, because of unbelief, because of infant baptism and because, uh, the, the ceremony that we've made baptism to be. And we've kind of, some, some have taken uh, the Holy spirit away from that because they either believe the Holy spirit happens at salvation or, or whatever. So, as I said before, one of the other reasons that it doesn't happen is because many of people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. They're afraid of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're afraid. And some of this I can understand because there are those that take the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that manifestations of that, um, and it just goes off the charts with really spooky, scary stuff. Um, the Holy Spirit that I know, um, yes, can certainly get somebody excited, can certainly, um, you know, um, push somebody to the floor, can can certainly heal people, can certainly uh, give prophecies, can certainly do all those things. And there is a grand excitement about that, and there is a grand um, celebration, there is a a great feeling about that. And, you know, we have to, in our bodies, we have to be able to, you know, our bodies reflect that. Um, However, there to me is a line that when things become chaotic, I have to wonder how much of God is in it now. And, and that's just my own perspective. Um, So, I think that some people have seen a lot of these things and they're like, well, who would want to do that? And that's my point, too. Who would be drawn to see some of the some of the expressions that we see, um, you know, uh, that would be very, very scary. So I to a point, understand it, but then there's another side that people have not given God a chance. They have not given the Holy Spirit a true chance and say, Holy Spirit, I, you know, whatever you have for me, I want it because I want to be that close to Jesus. So some people are so afraid of the Holy Spirit that they, they begin to take on these other beliefs that um, the Holy Spirit is no longer given. He was given to disciples and that was it. And there's like one or two scriptures they use out of context to back that up. But I tell you, I've got to go from experience and I've got to go the, from the experience of thousands of other people. Um, and uh, many of them, I've had the, the honor and the privilege of uh, praying for them and they've received the Holy Spirit Well, I've prayed for them, prayed for them, uh, or they've received the Holy Spirit on their own by prayer. You know, it's just, it's just amazing and remarkable. And, and I just suggest to anyone listening that's studying this, just, just be open to what the Lord has for you. If you don't experience that, well, then you move on. You know, but I truly believe it's really important for us to want to experience all that he has for us and not be afraid of him. This, this is where it's time to stop listening to people so much and just open your mind to scripture. See if it pans out for you. You know, don't believe everything everybody says, including myself, get out there, take these scriptures and research them. Learn from scripture, let the Holy Spirit teach you so you can come up with your own conclusions. All right, so that's enough for this episode. We've got one more part to go, part four on this, and uh, it, it, we'll, we'll close it down with that. But I'm so happy that you were able to join me in this study. It's very exciting and sometimes controversial study. Um, please like the podcast. Please share it with other people. Uh, there is a Facebook page, RPRG, Real People, Real God Podcast. Um, search that out, please get on there and share it. Um, we've got a, a, a message to send to the world and, uh, you know, there are times we do interviews, uh, me and, uh, our other pastors, we talk about t- different topics and hopefully topics that really pertain to each and every one of our lives. And, and, uh, so we, we just want to share the, the word with you and we just hope and pray that, uh, you can help us to do that by sharing, uh, sharing these podcasts. So until next episode, God bless. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.